It's a different type of fire in here today. Amen. Before I get started, I'm going to give an honor to God who is the head of my life. Amen. I want to give an honor to both of my parents who are in the building today. I want to give an honor to the incredible, incredible leadership here at Faith Transformation, Apostle Melvin T. Taylor and Pastor Daquan Stewart. I appreciate you guys. The other day, my uh, I had a friend. She called me and said that the Lord told her to reach out to me because she needed a word. And as I began to pray, I felt some weight. I felt it get real heavy, get real dark. And the same word I gave to her, I'm going to give to you guys. He told me the same word. I don't know who needs to hear this. I don't know if you feel like you're not worthy enough. I don't care who left, who laughed. I don't care if you feel dirty that you can't even come into the house of the Lord. But God told me to tell you he's not worried. For those taking notes, the word on today is called God's not worried. Amen. He's not worried. Now I'll be reading and I'm jumping straight into it. This is what we're going to do. I'm going to read the text, break it down, give me a couple of things that the Lord gave me, but you do not have to stand today. Amen. Amen. I'll be coming out of Mark. Mark. Mark chapter 5. Now here in Mark chapter 5, it's a very exciting chapter. Jesus is doing all kinds of miracles. He's casting out demons. He's delivering people. He's saving people. Amen. But we're going to be focusing on Jairus. Here in Mark chapter 5. Amen. So we're going to pick up at chapter chapter 5, verse 22. Amen. And it reads, One of the synagogue leaders named Jairus came and when he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet. And he begged him earnestly, My little daughter is dying. Come and lay your hands on her so that she can get well. And live. So Jesus went with him, and a large crowd was following and pressing against him. Let's stop right here. Now, if your daughter is dying, you're not just having this conversation. You're not just talking normal. I believe Jarius was in a place of desperation. He was in a place of worship. He was in a place of crying. He was on his knees begging. And a lot of times, I think we are desperate for the wrong things for attention, for fame, to get the glory. When's the last time you've been desperate for Jesus? Not when things are going wrong, but in your everyday life. We put things before him that don't have no business being before him. We put our businesses, our relationships, our friends, our athletics, our sports, our jobs. My God. And we're going to go down, we're going to uh, pick up at p- verse 35, amen? And it says, while he was still speaking, people came from a synagogue's leader's house and said, your daughter is dead. Why bother to teach her anymore? When Jesus overheard what was said, he told the synagogue leader, don't be afraid, only believe. 
I came by to tell somebody it's God's opinion that matters the most. I think a lot of times we've become so obsessed looking for man's approval. We're looking for people that can't elevate us, that don't pay a bill, that don't even have the anointing to even stand with us, that aren't even worthy. We laid up with people that aren't even worthy of being laid up with, amen? They just talking down on you, saying anything, but it's God's approval. It's God's opinion that matters the most, amen? I had a friend. Uh, somebody who was a brother. Two weeks ago, I was uh, I left out of here high in the Lord, high in the Lord, just feeling real good, feeling great. Uh, Pastor Daquan, I didn't think he got to preach that day. Y'all know, y'all remember the service? It was just people laid out. It was a it was a great time. I get home, I get a couple calls from people saying, "Man, you all right? You good?" Now me, I don't know what's going on. I'm I'm confused. Like, what are y'all talking about? Somebody that I called a brother once was on Instagram just created a false narrative story about me. Just said a a complete lie. But it was somebody I haven't talked to in years. Somebody I haven't talked to in years. Don't even bother them. I go home every day, play with my family, talk with my family, go every Sunday and watch my Falcons lose every week. You know, not even, not, don't pay nobody no mind. And I was tossing and turning that night, just completely shook. I was embarrassed. It was embarrassing. I couldn't even sleep. I'm up 3, 4 o'clock in the morning just turning. Tears even came out. And I come to realization that the people that once loved me, when I was in the world doing my thing, they don't love me anymore. They don't love you anymore. If they loved you at all. Mm. Mm. And the thing is, I wanted to say something. I wanted to respond. But I've been spending so much time with Jesus. He said, don't even say anything. Because the battles you engage in shows the level you're on. And there's nothing wrong when you outgrow people. But people get very envious of that. They think that you become better than them. You're looking down on them. But it's God's opinion that matters the most. My God. And for this generation, it's youth. You know, a lot of times we're in a battle in the church. We're battling tradition versus relationship. It's a, it's, a, it's a very big battle. It's a very big war. And the thing is, it's a battle between the youth and the older generation. I'm going to be honest. Plainly because of a lot of it is what we have on. See, it wasn't me that decided to, to wear a hoodie and come in relax. It was the Holy Spirit that told me that. Because you don't need to wear a suit to be fully used by God. You don't need to wear a dress. You don't need stockings. This ain't 1980. 
But take take a look and see the newness in what God is doing. It's something new that's happening. I have never in my life seen so many people my age on fire for God. And we can't go back to what was and what strategy we used to use because it's a whole different animal out here now. It's a whole different demon out here now. People are dying. People are killing themselves. People are under stress. People have kids and and leaving the kids behind. it, It just becomes overwhelming. And my generation, I'm so glad to be in the generation I'm in. We recognize like, hey, it's, it's something bigger. It's something bigger going on that we need to worry about. And not always what we have on. It's things like gospel rap, gospel R&B, just new things that God is doing. And I think a lot of people are a little intimidated, a little scared because they've never seen it before. But it's new. It's new. And in Romans 8 and 19, it says, For the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. So I'm talking to the children of God. Rise up. Be be who God called you to be. I don't care what he told you to do. Start a clothing line. Become a chef. Podcast. Whatever it is. Be obedient. Amen. Let's keep reading. We're on verse 36. Amen. We're going to pick up on verse 36. When Jesus overheard what was saying, he told the synagogue's leaders, don't be afraid, only believe. He did not let anybody accompany him except Peter, James, John, and James' brother. They came to the leader's house and he saw commotion, people weeping and wailing, louding. Now, commotion for us, like I was just saying, is warfare. Warfare, and a lot of it is in our minds. I've been in a place where I was with God and a place where I wasn't. And I'm so glad that I know Jesus. Could you imagine not being with Jesus in today's time and not having that place to go to, that secret place, that safe place where you can be vulnerable? There's so many people out here that are on drugs, drinking, doing everything, looking for love, not even realizing that what they're looking for is Jesus. And we can't push those people away because of something that they don't have on. Mm. My God. And you know, it's another thing about commotion is uncomfortable. Commotion can be uncomfortable. Now, Jesus... Nothing fazed him. And a lot of times we become uncomfortable and be intimidated. So when you spend that time with Jesus, he'll continue to build you up. He'll continue to put the right people around you. He'll take the things away that you don't need, that you think that you do. Amen. Embrace the pressure as well. Embrace the pressure. Mediocre people run from, run from pressure. When you're a son and a daughter of Christ, Nothing is mediocre about you. But you're great. You're a royal priesthood. You're beautiful. Don't be insecure. But allow God to work through you. Amen. We're going to pick up uh, verse 39. 
He went in and said to them, why are you making commotion and weeping? The child is not dead, but asleep. They laughed at him, but he put them all outside. They laughed at him, but he took them all outside. He took the child, father, mother, and those who were with him and entered the place where the child was. Verse 40. I know that they laughed at you. I know that they left you. I know that they even heard at times. But the beautiful thing about Christ is he pushed them all out. And when he pushed them out, he made room for him. Don't be afraid. And and to go deeper, right? When God makes room for him, he shows you things. He tells you things. Um, a couple of weeks ago, about a month ago, about a month ago, I uh, it was like ten, eleven o'clock at night. I got a call from Florida. A lady uh, reached out to me on Instagram and said she wanted to have a conversation with me about my podcast. So usually those conversations are very positive, very loving, very, you know, encouraging. But this one was a little bit different. She reached out to me and she said, I want to tell you I almost unfollowed your podcast. She said, because I could tell you weren't fully delivered. Joseph M. Wanted with the Constitutionalist Politics. Tune in for the upcoming episode for May 4. Issue, never the issue, as well as, yes, Peter Serafin, Rosemary Downer, Don Gallade, Gista the Rapper, Cy Young, Jason Perry, and upcoming Jack Hagar, Andrew Thorpe King, Trent Rock, Ed Temple, Chris Morehouse, and more. Please tune in to Constitutionalist Politics. God bless. And when she said that, it didn't hit my spirit wrong. It didn't make me feel any type of way because it was the honest truth. Because I wasn't fully delivered. So when I sat there and prayed after I got off the phone with her, I said, she's absolutely right. I have to be better. I want to be better. That's the thing with God. When he pushes them people out, he grows you up in the process. And then I'm trying to figure out, okay, how can I be delivered? What steps do I have to do? And a friend reached out to me and she said, I have a lady that I recommend to you that I got delivered from and a couple other people got delivered from. So I, I said, okay, I prayed on it. I got the okay. I participated in the deliverance session. Took off of work to do it and everything. And I'm thinking I'm going in deliverance and we focus on taming my flesh, controlling my lust, things of that nature. The first thing she said to me is, do you forgive everybody who, who hurt you? That's the root of it. Do you forgive the people that laughed at you? Do you forgive the people that walked out on you? Do you forgive those people who were creating narratives that weren't true? But God's not worried, amen? And a lot of times also, a lot of us get so caught up in wanting attention 
right? It's a lot of his attention. And we're looking for elevation, but trying to force our moments. Elevation only comes from God. Elevation only comes from God. And a lot, a lot of times, people have platforms, right? And they're trying to elevate their self. But don't even realize that your platform is a distraction. In today's times, you got to have your platform. If you're going to have a platform, if God can trust you to have a platform, your platform is either have to be effective or it's a distraction. It's no in between. And how many, how, many of, how many people have platforms that are distraction from the kingdom? Hmm. And we're going to take it a little bit deeper because I, I, we can't just do the whole, you come in and, and hear the word and I don't teach you anything. That's not helping us grow. You have to stay in the spirit. Stay in the spirit of God. What do I mean by stay in the spirit? A lot of that secular music, a lot of that hip hop, a lot of that, you can't really operate in that. If you want to be fully used, if you want to hear God clearly, you can't operate in that. I remember for months I was saying, I can't hear God. It's just loud. It's it's too much commotion. It's just, I'm I'm listening to sleep with all these, get all this type of women. You can't listen to those songs. Get this money from them. And that you can't operate like that. You can't hear God clearly. But you really have to be in the presence of God. I was talking to a friend the other day. She said, I'm in such a a high place at home, I don't even want to leave. But we have to also realize that God is within us, amen? So don't be afraid to step outside. Don't be afraid to go outside of these four walls and preach and teach. And a title doesn't discern who you are out there in the spirit, in in the world, amen? Some people might look at you as a pastor out there. You might only be a deacon. It don't matter. You might not even have a title in the church, but some people look at you as that. Continue to walk in what God is calling us to do. Amen. Verse 41. And it reads, Then he took the child by the, by the hand and said to her, Talitha Kum, which is translated, little girl, I say to you, Get up. Stop right there. I don't know who's down. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what dark place you think you're in. Get up. I don't care what you think you've done wrong. I don't care about any of that. Get up. Don't keep sitting in that down, depressed state. Don't keep sitting in that place where I'm nothing more than you ain't got time for that. Because so many people are waiting for you to be obedient in the future. Amen. If you're not obedient, you're just walking around doing in a depressed state. You're not even really want to be used by God. Amen. And we're going to go to verse 42. Immediately the girl got up and began to walk. She was 12 years old. At this, they were utterly astounded. Then he gave them strict orders that no one should know about this and told them to give her something to eat. Can I tell you something? God loves all of us. 
but he can't trust everybody with everything. And watch this. Can God trust you with something and not say nothing? Can he give you a word and not say nothing? A lot of us will hear something from God and go right on Facebook and call your homegirl and call your friend. But can he trust you with something little? It starts with the little things. Don't go and, go, don't go and repeat what you just heard. Can he trust you? My God. And I know for me, I, I, I didn't want this microphone, man. I didn't want this. I was minding my business. I was away at school, playing ball. But God told me, he said, Tariq, I need you to trust me. In the process, I lost things. You're going to lose things. I lost friends. It was things that I had that I wanted to do. But those personal goals, they go away once you give your life to God. So you can, of course, you can write things down and make them plain, but somebody asks you, where do you want to be in five years? Whatever the Lord decides to do. It could be, he could move at any time. He told me one time I was away at school. He said, I need you to pick everything up and go. Everything. Now me, I want to, you know, I'm about to get my bachelor's. I'm about to graduate. I'm about to do something nobody in my family has ever done. But all that had to go away. My personal agenda had to go away. You want to know what's crazy? I'm doing something right now that nobody in my family has ever done. Also, be authentic. Be yourself. Be yourself. We live in a world with so many people trying to be other people. There's so many people on Instagram cutting their hair, wearing clothes, costumes, trying to look like other people. My God. You don't even know who you are. So many people wake up 30, just outrageous ages and pretending to be somebody else. But God only wants you to be you. And when you come to him, he still wants you to be you. It's just a saved version of you. If you want to laugh, if you want to joke, if you want to play, you can still be that. Don't come in and come to Christ and think you have to be stiff. That you can't laugh, that you can't joke, that you can't. No, that's not what this is. But he's doing a new thing, amen? He's doing a new thing. Be authentic and be honest with God. Be honest with God. When you pray at night, don't just say prayers and things that you want him to, that you think he wants to hear. No, God, I'm hurting. No, God, I'm in pain. No, God, I don't feel good. This person hurt me. Be honest with him. You'll be amazed at what he'll tell you and what he'll reveal to you. Jeremiah 33 and 3 says, Call unto me and I will show great and mighty things which thou knowest not. John 10 and 30 says, I and my father are one. So you have to move in such a way that you become one with God. By being authentic, by being honest, by not letting what people say, not letting what the world say get to you. Amen. I know that they hurt you. 
I know that they laughed at you. And I know that you feel like you might be down, it might be over. But I just want you guys to realize one today that the judge in heaven has already solved the case. But we can't leave here and still hold on to those people that hurt us. Don't leave here today and still not be honest with God. But break those chains. We decree and declare that you shall live. Amen. Don't walk out of here with the same old how you came in. But allow God to use you. Amen. The altar is open. For those who need prayer, for those who need a touch with my God, for those who want to be honest with God, the altar is open.